Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hi, this is the Homegrown Remix Podcast, and as always, not always, most of the time, I'm Doug and I'm your host. Uh, and as, uh, as is always the case, we have our brightest and best students, the smartest, the best looking. You can't tell, you can't see them, but, um, but they're, trust me, it, that's, that's who's here. So, um, ah, we're, we're going to get going tonight. We talked about unity. Let's find out who's sitting in the circle with us. So guys go. Yeah. I'm Nolan Noor. I am a senior at Quincy high school. I'm Carly Swindell. I'm a senior at Waldron High School. I'm Owen Woods. I'm a sophomore at Leading High School. I'm Rachel. I'm a senior at Marshall. So we talked about unity tonight. Uh, let's start with a different question. What makes you weird? I have a moment. <laughs> yes, you do. And that's what makes you weird? Like there are no other weird moments? I was homeschooled. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to come up with a whole list, but... Yeah. Right. I've got like a weird birthmark thing starting at my hand and going all the way to my shoulder. Really? It's really... It's, so my skin was really light on the underside and then the other... On the top side, oh, it was yeah. really dark. And in comparison to my other arm, it is pretty weird. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You can't see any of this stuff no. if you're listening, but... I have a dot on my eye. You have a dot on your eye? Yeah, my dog stabbed me with his nail. Really? Yeah, like six years oh, ago. I see that. Oh, and it's, yeah. really, that's kind of cool. People will be like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got a birthmark on my knee that I thought was a chocolate stain for the longest time. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> so is there anything besides a physical attribute that makes you weird? You're like, yeah, actually, this is weird. And I, I can fully acknowledge my, I can own my, my weirdness. I only set my audio in my car to, like, factors of five. Okay. Is there a reason for that? No. <laughs> All right. Just, that's just the way you roll. Literally, the way you roll. All right. Cool. Yeah, the volume has to be, like, even. The volume? It can't be on Technically, it's like, odd. I'll it say five. Like All summer. Yeah. All right. It has to be even. Okay. All right. What makes you weird, Owen, besides, you know, the mullet? And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like farming. Okay, you like farming. Yeah, that's not the most common thing, is it? Like, no. It's not, everybody doesn't love that. I've never seen Owen without a six-inch buck knife in his pocket. Good to know, good to know, in case there's a disagreement <laughs> going on. All right, Carly? Yeah. Um, I like school. Okay. Yeah, All right. Wow, there, there was some <laughs> to, animosity. To, to a certain point. Right, okay. School minus math and science. Which is like half. Um, school yeah. minus reading. Okay. Um, I mean, I only have a personal finance class. School minus so. teachers. And numbers. Yeah. 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 That's no, what no, I love. No, There's just, just a ton of peers and sitting around in rooms for a while and yeah. getting into arguments. Yeah, I think maybe that's a bad thing. What makes you weird, Doug? Uh, all right, I don't have a favorite color. Mine's camo. I think that makes me weird. <laughs> camo is not a color, man. It definitely is. It is not a color. No, I don't have a favorite color, and it really annoys people. They'll always ask, what's your favorite color? I have no idea. 
I so when I see a display at a store that's like a bunch of shirts, I want to buy them all, but because I want to wear them all, <laughs> like at the same time, I just want to have eight hundred colors on, right? So uh, same thing. I'm an artist. So sometimes I think blue is awesome, but blue's only awesome if it's with red, or blue's only awesome if it's with the right color of green, or, you know? So I, I don't really have, I don't have a favorite color. I also can never tell you what my favorite food is, and I can't tell you what my favorite movie is. Like, so I can't tell you my favorite band. I can tell you top 10 in every category. I just thought of something. Yeah? Okay, I have to walk on the left side of people. Oh, right. wow. I feel so weird on the right side. Okay. It's really weird. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen somebody about that? It's really weird. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I feel it like... could be that your eye is wrong. Something, you got stabbed in your eye. I don't and, know. And I just feel it's... awkward on the right side. All right. It's a blind right. spot thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Go. So uh, we can all pretty much acknowledge we're weird at some level. There's something that makes us weird. You know, although we tend to think I'm normal, everybody else is weird. So let me ask you a couple questions uh, besides that. Tonight we talked about unity. How do you define unity? Like coming together and not dividing each other apart. Coming together, okay. Working in harmony. Okay, without using the word harmony, what does that mean? <laughs> Working in unison. Yeah, wow. no, nope, that's different than unity. Unison is the same thing. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, unison. So when you say read in unison, everybody reads the same thing. Sing in unison, everybody sings the same thing. Unity is different than unison. <laughs> Combining a multitude of different things to create a better final product. I have to use big words. Yeah, wow, that's good. All right, good. Carly, how do you define unity? Coming together as one. Okay, I like that. Sharing, mutually sharing. It's good. I didn't need to pick on you and say, your, your definition is horrible. Stop using those words. No, I... No, you have every right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anybody else want to take a stab after I humiliated uh, Nolan here? No, I'm good. Um, okay, what's the strangest thing or maybe the biggest thing or maybe the thing you remember most? about trying to fit in. You did this deliberately to fit in with everybody else and kind of make a statement. I'm like everybody else. Because pretty much in, at some point in our life, we all do that. I think it can be like how we act to fit in in a certain group of people or the things that we do to try to fit in with a certain group of people. Hmm. So you're talking like I act like somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Are you looking for like a specific example? No, I think that's good. I think, you know, Rachel's thing was really good. In middle school, I stopped wearing short, like, T-shirts over long-sleeve shirts because um, I realized it was weird. Okay. I think you should bring them back. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Carly? Um, For me personally, um, in elementary and middle school, I would go to school, I would dress a certain way how like certain groups did, and then like if a certain group was picking on another kid, I would be like, okay, I'm gonna be mean to them just so I can fit in with them. Hmm. But I stopped that, because I realized it was wrong. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I stopped wearing Crocs, because like, they didn't fit in. And then I just started wearing them again, and then they became popular again. Wow, okay. Are you wearing Crocs now? No. no. 
Okay. All right. Have you ever done a clothing thing where you're like, I can't wear that, Mom. Quit buying me that thing. I got to fit in. I got to look like everybody else. Stopped wearing jeans for a while. What'd you wear instead? Sweatpants. Really? Because that was... <laughs> yeah, like... that was a cool thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> V-neck t-shirts were definitely like... I had a phase of them, but there was definitely nobody else wearing V-neck t-shirts in middle school. Yeah. You was were like the eighth only grade. one. I was the only one. <laughs> Was that your personal choice to go V-neck? Yeah. Or, or did somebody buy them for you and you're like, oh, I'll just wear them? Well, at some point I told I told my mother that I liked V-neck t-shirts and she would buy them for me. And then I continued to wear them. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. I had an afro in the 70s just to get along with everybody else and look like everybody else. I want to see that so bad. Oh, I can show you pictures. Please. <laughs> It was kind of humiliating, my senior picture. It's not really a fro, but it's kind of a fro. It's definitely picked out big curls. So maybe we should probably call it a grandma fro. <laughs> you know, it's more what it was. Uh, would you like sleep in the curly? Thing? No, man, my hair is naturally curly. Wow. Yeah, the longer it gets, the more curly it that becomes. That should be the cover picture for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, that would scare people. All right. <laughs> Did it feel fake when you were doing the thing that you were doing to fit in? Yeah. Have you ever sworn to fit in or told a dirty joke to fit in yeah. or like, like, I think that's what the, everybody's first cigarette is all about. Like, I want to be like these people. So I'm going to just smoke the first cigarette or, you know, think about the peer pressure. There's a lot of peer pressure to do what everybody else is doing. I think there's just like some groups that like, it's bad, but like, I mean, honestly, that I swear more with. Hmm, yeah. Like, um. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So, but like, I swear more with them, like, a little bit. But yeah. then, like, I know, like, I don't like to do that. And, like, it was, like, the whole, like, group of trying to fit in with them. Yeah. I, uh, this is really interesting. So, there's a negative side to peer pressure. Um, so, we're talking about unity. Sometimes there's negative unity, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there was, a, so it happened, oh boy, a bunch of years ago, I think it was in the 70s, 1977, 78, something like that. And there was a, uh, dinner club. It was called, uh, boy, I'm going to mess this up a little bit. Um, but it was a dinner club in Cincinnati, it was a, the Beverly Hills dinner club. And so they had live entertainment and they had a fire. And the fire was just raging through the hotel, but it was far enough away that they figured they could put it out, but they, they couldn't. And um, nobody knew it was coming. There was a, uh, a kid who was working, a high school kid who was working there, and he went in and told the maitre d', hey, there's a fire coming, it's very close, it's in the building. And the maitre d' ignored him. And, um, and so he did something very brave for a high school kid, he went up onto the stage and he interrupted the act and took the microphone and said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to point out where the exits are. There's a fire in the building. It is on its way and nobody moved. Um, and over a hundred and uh, over 160, I think like 163 deaths because people didn't move and uh, they didn't move until the lights went out and the smoke started billowing into the, into the hall. That's a real negative uh, side of peer pressure, unity. I'm unified with everybody I'm sitting with. And they discovered that people won't act independently. It's kind of a 
It's why we need unity. We're sort of wired to need each other, right? I, I, I kind of botched the story, but, but it's a true thing, right? So um, we know it's fake when we're doing it. Is there guilt when we do it? When you're faking like you're somebody else? Yeah, because you're not being who like who you are and who you're supposed to be. Hmm. It definitely feels like you're that like you're putting on an act and impersonating something. So being, yeah, it's like playing a character in a show, but it's still your actual life. And so mm-hmm. then once you're out of it, it's like oh. This feels like a little bit of a segue, but how do you speak peace into a situation for unity? Speaking peace as in, like, a conflict, or speaking peace into, say, like, negative unity, trying to change it? I I don't know. I guess I'll leave that up to you. You made a really good point before we went live with this, and it was uh, about tolerance, the difference between unity and tolerance. And sometimes um, we're not supposed to have unity with everybody, or they just won't tolerate the unity. They don't want that. Maybe that's what we can talk about for a minute. What's the difference between tolerance and unity? I would say tolerance, like you can tolerate being around that person, but unity, like you can set aside yourself and you can go together for like the team or whatever and come together over one thing. <laughs> we probably really shouldn't be in unity with some people because of the impact that they might have on us. Because as strong as we are in our faith, there's always a decent chance that they are just as determined to wreck your plans or put out their own agenda. And so trying to be in unity with somebody that has either no relationship with God or, or no desire to do anything right, then you're already doomed to fail. I feel like it's also important to bring in that negative so the positive can help have a positive effect on that negative to help switch like the ways that they might need to fix or something okay should we unify that negative with a larger group of positives though (laughs) that's a really confusing statement that's what i understood like so what what has a greater impact negative or or positive it's always easier to be negative yeah well you said what was it last week it takes one one negative to outweigh eight positives. Or yeah, or vice versa, yeah, eight yeah. positives to outweigh yeah. one negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask a different question, slightly different, right? So to bring peace, sometimes I feel like I need to understand, uh, and so I'm willing to listen, right? So somebody who is uh, morally different than me, spiritually different than me, politically different than me, you know, whatever that is culturally different than me, I want to sit down and have a conversation. How do I have the conversation? And what's the point of the conversation? And then, uh, am I swayed by it? Am I changed by it? Is that good or bad? Is there compromise? There are a million questions right there that I just threw out, yeah. Listening will never will never be the issue. It's when we start making compromises against our morals or against our integrity or our relationship with God is when listening is probably too dangerous for us to participate in in that particular manner. But if you have the strength that you need from God and if he's protecting you in that, then you can 
then you're called to listen to that person and to and to be a light and to respect them and try to love them even if they are attacking you or your beliefs or anything that you stand for. Hmm. For the sake of unity, I will compromise everything except for one of my core values. Yeah. So what's a core value that you never would sacrifice? No matter what the group, I will never sacrifice this core value. I'll never compromise on this. Camo is a fashion statement would be one. Yeah. Right. Right. I don't compromise on substances. I just, I, I understand the danger there and I just, I don't even play with it. I just can't. So I don't. Okay. Strong statement. I, I'll tell you that, so I go a little deeper. I don't compromise on my faith. I was going to say faith and honesty. Mm, honesty is a big one. I've been in, like, obviously there's, like, good and bad groups. And, like, when things happen in a bad group to a good group, like, I'm going to be honest about it. Even though, like, you're supposed to fit into that bad group. Yeah. I won't take away my honesty ever. Mm. I don't mind being with a group that's considered negative as long as I don't have to change who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, that was Jesus' entire ministry. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much surrounded by people not as good as him and he never once compromised who he was as the son of God so, I mean I think it also goes with like Christians being friends with non-Christians because it can have an impact yeah on yeah yeah Jesus really did set the perfect example of listening and interacting with those who whose lifestyle was utterly derailed but he never let it affect him or his decisions in, in negative ways and mm-hmm. he just ended up shining all the light into their lives without taking in any of the um, yeah without taking in any of the negativity negativity that they were putting out that's awesome well guys I think we chewed on this a lot it's a huge huge subject unity's huge so I think what we uh, what we can agree on is that we we think unity's good. <laughs> yes. Some compromise is bad. And, uh, yeah, I think we've done that. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time. Anything, any parting shot, parting piece of advice to people listening in? I say be more open to one another and let each other in more rather hmm. than dividing us apart. Hmm. That's cool. I like that. To pull a statement from your talk, Doug. Um, giving up your solo parts to form a better ensemble. Hmm. I really like that. I should write that down. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, I'd say always stay true to yourself, but it's not wrong to listen to others. I mean, there's, you can always take their point of view. You don't have to, you don't have to believe whatever they say. Yeah. I'd say listen to each other. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Well, until next week with the next Homegrown Remix podcast, this is Doug and my crew of very, very talented, very gifted students who are awesome and going to start their own podcasts in just a matter of days. 
<laughs> we'll see you guys. I have apple pie filling in my pants. Thank you for sharing that. I wonder what was sparkly on there. It's, and now yeah. I realize it's goop. I got, I, got pie, I got pie smashed in my mouth and then it dripped down onto my pants. So I, I spent some of the middle school carousel time sucking apple pie filling off my pants. Nice. I'm just not that flexible. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying I'm not that flexible. I got it in my when, eyes. Wouldn't it be horrible if you sucked it off and you're like, oh, that's not apple pie filling. Oh. <laughs> and on that note, we will see ya. Bye. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious Rich Roast Coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, the Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.